you want me to do the clicks in? Like you get a click a click track if we're recording, say, at Maida Vale Studios. Well, we are. This is this is live from Maida Vale. Here we go. Any other business, business, business. Any other business. Friday time, Friday time. Any other business, business, business. Any other business. Back to school. Any other business, business, business. Any other business. It's on. <laughs> we were unsure. I um, we were unsure. <laughs> obviously, we record this on a Friday. There are so many parents around doing one of two things with the kids today: either the back to school stuff. Yes. I've seen loads of people at supermarket, all that kind of stuff. But or then equally, right, last day of holidays, let's go and do something. Yeah, maybe they felt bad about not having done anything for a little while. I think you start with the best intentions at the beginning of the holiday, then you go a little bit lazy in the middle. <laughs> Happy for them to watch Neighbours at one and again at half five if that's still a thing. <laughs> and then at the end, you have a bit of a flow. Some very sullen teenagers that I've seen on my journey in today. Do you know what, though? There's nothing worse than that shopping trip when you have to go with your mum and dad or mum or dad to go and get uniform for the next year. Terrible. Are you going by those terrible... Uh, is it... What's the material? Is it crimpling? Like the old ladies' trouser material. Yep. Uh, trousers for school. Horrible pressed shirt. And then the blazer... And then you have that awful... I mean, the photos that we've got of me and my brother, one of them stood in front of a Caligas heater because we lived in a in a caravan for the first year of my school. Did you? We, we moved house right. down to Devon, got gazumped, oh, which, no. which is an old 80s thing. Yeah. Sold, they sold the house to someone at the last minute. So we spent the entire uh, first two terms in a caravan park wow. in Timmouth. And wow. my, my brother, his first project, first project at school was uh, design and build your own home like do a model of your own house so we could have just given him a shoebox and four bricks <laughs> do you know what though if if absolute radio sent out an email getting to work on monday saying oh by the way uh we're gonna have a uniform i for one would be delighted with that news you'd like a uniform i'd love to have a uniform it takes away i think all the pressure of thinking what am i gonna wear today yeah what will people think of what I'm wearing today? If we're all wearing the same thing, then suddenly that level of competitiveness with your peers and everything just goes. I would like to see Sarah Champion in, in a uh, branded polo shirt <laughs> and a pair of uh, easy wash trousers. I think it would be great. What would be, in your mind, what would the Absolute Radio uniform be like? Corporate purple. It would be a purple blazer. Yeah. Um... But what were you modelling on? Like school uniform or like someone who might come and fix your vents uniform? Because like kids now in primary school have got, have got the polo shirt thing, they have, haven't that's they? That's true, that's true. Uh, I guess I was going down like some kind of grammar school uni- uniform kind of thing. But maybe go a little bit more multi-purpose and say purple boiler suit. Boiler suit's good. Or we could go like teenagers working at a leisure centre. Yeah. <laughs> Purple polo top, shorts, no name socks. Name badge. Yeah, a little name badge. If you've got any ideas what the Absolute Radio uniform should be, you know where to get in touch. Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. So can I ask you a question? Far away. Just before we've done this, uh, I have done this regular routine now that I've got into on a Friday, fallen into it by accident. I go on my own to the Korean restaurant two doors down... <laughs> And I sit there and have exactly the same meal. I have the same lunch every Friday. Can I tell you something that you always tell me about this? Go on. Because I knew it was a routine before you realised it was a routine. I didn't realise I was doing it all the time. I reckon in the next 30 seconds you're about to tell us how expensive the Coke is. <laughs> Do you know what? I've stopped having the Coke. <laughs> That's the voice of our producer laughing. £3.50 for a glass of Coke. I'm not made of money. I'm not made of money. I couldn't work out why the bill was so high. It's 3 50 on a glass of Coke. <laughs> 
That's half the price of the rest of the meal. But I know you love your Korean restaurant. I love me Korean restaurant. And I'm, I'm, you know, I love my family. I love my partner, the kids, mum and dad, everything, brother, whatever. I think eating on your own is the best. Wow. Do you reckon, I genuinely think there's nothing better than eating on your own. I absolutely love it. I've never put it through a thought process, but when I think about it, some of the meals that I've enjoyed the most yep. have been sat in a Five Guys on my own. Isn't that, I mean, exactly. A real treat, you can have whatever you want, Five Guys, you don't have to share anything. Yeah, you can order the fries and you don't have the pressure of sharing a cup of chips between two. Oh, it makes me sick, sharing a, <laughs> a cup of chips. And I can order the Big Burger, a bit big burger rather than the... Li- big Burger. It's on their menu. Yeah, no, do you know what? Eating on your own, yes. Sometimes you see it, don't you, like... Uh, on holiday in a hotel. Yes. Someone sat there on their own. And to begin with, you you have a little bit of pity. Yeah, you feel bad. In fact, weirdly, our previous holiday, we saw the same guy uh, who was dining on his own. He was clearly holidaying on his own. That's the next level. Yeah. Um, But we felt sorry for him. And then afterwards, I just thought, actually, do you know what? He doesn't have to tell his eldest daughter off for (laughs) wanting to leave the table and saying she's bored all the time. He can do what he likes. I guess it is, like you did too, important to caveat the love for friends and family. But yeah, eating on your own, I think you make a very valid point. Despite the price of Coke, it's a wonderful thing. Last time I'll say it, £3.50 for a glass of Coke. I'm not made of money. (laughs) Where do you stand on the speech given yesterday evening by Eric Cantona? Do you know what? I've seen him do it. I don't know what the content of the speech was. Uh, I have the script here. Go on, because is it up there with when the seagulls follow the trawler? It is because they think there is sardines. Yeah. I think it's right up there. Brilliant. So he has just been presented with uh, the President's Award, some kind of lifetime achievement kind of thing. Oh, very nice. And they're all sat there waiting to hear what he says, and he says this. As flies to wanton boys, we are for the gods. They kill us for their sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the ageing of the cells, soon the science will fix the cells to the state, and so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us. But unfortunately, crimes, wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. God, Glenn Uddle got sacked for worse than that. <laughs> wow, that is unbelievable. What on earth is all that about? He's, um... <laughs> is that a vision of the future? Is this like uh, Terminator? Is he saying, like, the machines will take over? It's incredible. I, I think you have to take your hat off to the guy. When he played... He didn't take his hat off, though, did he? <laughs> no, he had the awards. He, no, he didn't. No, it's true. And uh, didn't tuck his shirt in, either. State of him. When he, when he was a player, he was obviously incredible, but he played for Manchester United at the time when, for us as Arsenal fans, uh, you know, they, they were more of an enemy than the mob down the road. Uh-huh. Um, and I hated the guy. Yeah. But now, as, as I grow up and I look back, I can respect him as a footballer. He was quite incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to almost sort of take your hat off to him, to the brain. Yeah. I mean, that Seagulls trawler's sardines thing... It's folklore now, isn't it? It's folklore, and you laughed at the time, but actually, I got it. Yep. You know, he, he'd done a misdemeanour, but they're all there, all the press with their clicking cameras and all that kind of thing. And he, he's expected to say something. He's like, you're like seagulls following the trawler because you think there's going to be sardines. And off he goes. It's brilliant. Oh, it's a great speech. It's almost poetry. And, and, you know, I think it must be difficult being a footballer and then trying to work out your path in life beyond... 
your sports stuff. So, like, do, what, do you end up being a pundit on Sky? Is that what you do? Or do you then, like, own, you know, they always go and have run or own their own pubs abroad for a yeah. bit, don't they, or whatever? Well, he's he's ta- he's sort of dabbled with that with his, uh, was it the Cronenberg adverts that oh, he's, he's been in? He did a bit of that, didn't he? Yeah. Did a few, like, slightly ropey adverts. <laughs> yeah. But I, I quite like the idea of the fact that he, he's, I don't mean let himself go, but he, he's just thought, well, I, I've been told for donkey's years what time to get up, what to eat, when yeah. to train, all that kind of thing. Now, maybe in later life, he can do whatever he likes. Speaking of later life, I think in time, people will understand this speech. Yeah, so it's taken us how long to understand the seagull and the trawlers was... Well, that was mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah. So we're looking at a good 20 years. So set your calendars or reminders <laughs> for 2041. And also, if you've got a bit of spare time, check out Lionel Messi and Cristiano... Uh, Cristiano... <laughs> Cristiano... Touched the Dean Saunders. Check out Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo's reaction to the speech. The camera's on them, just sat next door to each other watching him. It's just like, what the... It's brilliant. So I need a bit of advice on something. Do you have something that you say as an awkward, um, involuntary reflex in awkward situations that you hate yourself for saying it? And, you, and you, maybe it's in a shop or whatever and you come out going, oh my God, I wish I'd stop saying that. Uh... Obviously, you're asking this question because there's something that you do that you don't like about yourself. Well, let me give context. So what I do, and, and again, I go into shops hoping that I'm not going to say it and I just do it, <laughs> is is that bit, that uncertainty where you step forward to a till and then you place your items in front of the cashier and I always go, just these, please. <laughs> mm, just these, please. And I hate myself for saying it. But then I can't, you can't just, what do you do? I, I need to come up with a better, like, words for, place them on front of the cashier <laughs> What do you say? I don't... <laughs> just needs, please. <laughs> I think you could probably get away with a good morning, good evening or good night. That's good, but that's just like the start point of a conversation. I don't, I don't feel else. like you need to tell them and it is, <laughs> is just that. It's just these, please. <laughs> just these, please. If it's any equivalent, I do sometimes find in a situation that... Um, I don't know, maybe it is with the job that we do. We're, we're paid to talk. Yeah. Um, that sometimes I feel a pressure building up if there's silence and I haven't said something. Yeah, you've got to fill the gap. Case in point, yesterday, I'm catching the train home, I'm at Liverpool Street. Every single day, every single evening, my train goes from Platform 5. Okay. Always Platform 5. But they won't put the platform up until they've separated the uh, the front half of the train from the back half of the train. Undone the lateral coupling. I'm going to ignore that. Okay. It was a forum, <laughs> Um But, so I start taking a bit of a punt and walk down the platform because you don't want that sudden charge of the light brigade to get on the train and not get a seat. And we stood there, about a cluster of five of us, all in silence. Pro-commuters. Halfway to pro-commuters, halfway down the platform, looking at the board, waiting to come up and say, Hartford East. Yeah. And everyone's silent. But inside, I can feel the the bubbling up of a, oh, something's going to come out of my mouth here. And it, I guess it's a little bit like, you just these, please. Yeah, <laughs> just these, please. What did you say to your fellow waiters? Bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. Then it just tumbles out and I'm like, look at us all. We're so confident, but we just won't get on the train. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I hate myself. I hate myself. Oh, I feel like we need to shower with all our clothes on. <laughs> it's just so bad. Make it stop. Oh, dear. What a... <laughs> 